fear is natural, fear is normal, and fear can sometimes be good for you. But what's the difference between healthy versus unnatural fear? We hear the word fear getting tossed around a lot, especially things like face your fear, get over your fear, be greater than fear. And the thing about fear is it's the same word describing two different states of being or states of experiencing emotion. There is the natural fear, the instinct to survive. It has a purpose and that purpose is to help keep us safe, keep us alive. If we didn't have the fear of being aware of our surroundings and making sure everything is safe and okay, many of us would probably get in probably silly accidents because we're not aware and we don't really care about our survival. So this is rooted down to biological, just a biological need to avoid the bear, to be afraid of the dark, to just be completely aware of our surroundings because our instinct is to survive. That's the instinct for pretty much every living being and creature on this planet is how can I improve my species ability and will to survive and natural fear has a place for that there's another fear which is our current more common disposition of fear that's often misplaced and the reason being is because we've evolved so quickly in our environment that we don't have the same types of things that we need to be afraid of anymore we don't worry about cougars in the night we don't really worry about tribes coming and raiding our villages we don't worry about the storm on the horizon and how that's going to affect our ability to eat and sleep for the night we don't have a lot of the same concerns. We have different concerns now, but are often not as critical to our actual survival and ability to stay alive, but we still have the same feelings that trigger that fear for survival. And because it's not placed or it's not matched with a legitimate, or I should say a similar situation, then it causes things to be confusing and a lot of times that fear that is necessary to exercise and feel gets over dramatized or not placed well, not interpreted well, and it becomes something more than just an experience of fear for survival. It starts to change the way that we feel and that we behave and the way that we think and the way that we worry and experience life. And it starts to really take away value and decrease our sense of well-being and the experience that we have as people living our lives. So let's talk about today the difference between healthy, let's call it healthy versus unhealthy fear. They all have different qualities that are similar because the physical experience is, is very similar, but they are different because one adds value and one decreases value to the quality of your life and your being. So let's talk about healthy fear. Healthy fear comes from the experience first, then the story after. So let's say somebody's hiding behind your corner in your office and they jump out, they say, boo, and you feel like your blood pressure rises, <gasps> you get startled, you sort of hold your breath, your body stiffens a little bit. These are the same feelings that fear produces regardless if it's healthy or unhealthy fear. You, you get stressed, you get tense, you get a shot of adrenaline cortisol, your body is prepared to fight or flight. But there is no story. It's a response first. 
the synapses in our brain goes through an emotional response before it goes into cognition, before it goes into analyzation. So you're gonna feel that experience when something legitimately could pose a threat to you. And you feel those first, and then the story comes after, and your story might be like, oh, it's just Bob playing his pranks again, jumping out on me. And you still might feel a little bit of a sweat, a little bit of an elevated heart rate, but the fear, the emotional fear, is no longer there because you know there's nothing to be afraid of. So the second quality is that it's an instinctual feeling. Somebody doesn't have to jump out at you or nothing startling has to happen, but you might be in a situation where you feel it in your gut. And your gut just says something simple like get out or don't be here or move away from this person, don't talk to this person. And that gut feeling has no story. There's no, this person looks creepy or I just, it's more just like I get bad vibes. And for me, I know that this gut feeling has served me incredibly in the past. Oftentimes I meet a person and I don't like being negatively judgmental. I really don't like taking away the benefit of the doubt for people. I wanna believe that people have a good core and that they want to be the best that they can. And I typically don't judge people as bad or negative right off the bat, but there are a few times where I've met a person and I just don't feel right about them. And it's almost like I'm having this argument with myself. I'm almost telling myself, what's wrong with you? They're fine. They don't, you know, they're not bad. Look at how nice they are. And, and all these things trying to convince myself to not feel bad about them. And it's like, I don't feel bad about my judgment of them. In fact, I have no judgment of them, but something just doesn't feel right. And there's never been a time that I've felt that way that I have been wrong. Every single time later on I find out something, something like this person was a fraud man or this person has many counts of being sexually aggressive towards women. I mean just crazy things that I'm like I would have never placed that had I just been thinking surface level on my one or two or few interactions with this person. So never second guess your gut feeling but at the same time be cautious that it's not a story you're placing on it because in all those occasions, I didn't know the story, I just knew the feeling. The third thing is that there's no trauma. There was a point when I was walking home as a teenager and I was held at gunpoint and told to get in the car. And the fear crept up, but time slowed down. And I remember that the last thing I wanted to do was get in the car. I'd rather be shot in the middle of the street, but I would have never been able to plan this. And I'm not saying don't plan to protect yourself or have skills in certain situations. I think it's important to have those. But after that happened and I approached the situation and it was diffused and I walked away, I didn't have traumatic fear. I still walk the same street every day after that. I was more aware, I was more alert of certain cars that were parked around or certain looks about it, you know, and I, and I formed different habits to not only prevent, but to keep, to safeguard myself, to learn from that situation. But there wasn't this traumatizing fear, like I wasn't having nightmares about it. I wasn't scared of similar cars that look like it. In fact, I can't even remember what the car looked like. I wasn't decreased in my experience of life because of that situation. I simply learned and moved forward and I was so thankful that my fear gave me clarity and awareness in that moment to get through that situation. So let's go through some unhealthy fear traits. The first one is that the story comes before and not after. 
So something might happen and you might be like, wait, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, all these stories start going on in your head. Could be this, it could be that, could be this and that. Most of the time, instinctual fear or healthy fear doesn't give you time to create a story first. You feel it first, then the story comes after. Unhealthy fear, the story comes first, then the feelings follow. So you might say, I don't know where my boyfriend is. He didn't call, what happened? And then you might start feeling worried and concerned that you've been lied to, that they're not being honest or that they should have called or that you've been wronged in some sort of way. And then these feelings of fear and worry, concern, upsetness start to come over you. That's just one example. Another trait of unhealthy fear is overthinking, unsure, and doubt. Healthy fear is crystal clear. You have a feeling. You don't know what it is, but there's a feeling there. It's ever present. You don't really act upon it. You're just really aware of it, and it gives you this hyper-awareness. Whereas unhealthy fear, you are tossing back left and right stories, wondering, questioning, overthinking, you're unsure, you're doubting, you're playing this over and over and over again in your head. And there's this feeling of conflict and confusion, which could lead to number three, a trait that's not an always prevalent trait, but can often occur, which is obsession. Obsession to find the truth, obsession to know what you're being afraid of, obsession to define it or to give it a story so that you can validate your feelings. Healthy fear needs no validation. It just is. When somebody pops out of the corner and scares you, you're like, oh, okay. I know that it's not uh, something to really be afraid of. Somebody just scared me, but you're not like, why am I sweating? Why is my heart racing? Oh my gosh, why can't I calm down? There's not a big deal. Like you don't have these feelings. You're just like, okay, Bob scared me. I'm scared and you know, I'm just trying to calm down from that. My body's having a reaction. It's not like you're sitting here trying to figure out why you're afraid. You just know that it's legitimate, it's valid as it is. Number four is that there's a lingering story or trauma. So this can often develop from healthy, fearful situations. Maybe you were assaulted, maybe you went to war, maybe you had a bad childhood, and those things were healthy fears in the moment, but now they have a lingering, karmatic substance into your way of thinking and perceiving life that your perception and experience is no longer accurate, it's no longer serving you. And now you're creating a bunch of unhealthy fear that is actually taking away from your ability to have clarity and to really assess the situation the way that it would serve you the best, the way that it is most helpful. So it doesn't make you wrong or it doesn't make you broken or it doesn't mean there's something bad about you to have lingering trauma, but it just means there are some associations with fear, triggers, anchors, storylines, beliefs, things that you haven't learned or things that you've exercised for a really long time in order to survive that you may need to reassess and address in order to move forward and sort of reset your uh, relationship and experience with fear. So it's important to know the difference between healthy and unhealthy fear. And it's easy to see why it's easy for one to seep into the next. Healthy fears are there to add value to you, to help you survive, give you instinct, give you intuitive notions before something bad might happen, to help you become increasingly aware and clear about potential situations. Whereas unhealthy fear takes away your quality of life, it expends way more energy, you feel it on every level of your body, past the point of what is necessary. And 
the difference between the two makes a huge difference in the way that you think, feel, and operate in life. When we have too much unhealthy fear, we can become stagnant. We can hold ourselves back from being able to actually live the way that we want to live and we can misperceive life. We can feel a constant worry or dooms that's hovering over us and then we lose the experience of joy and really getting in touch with the present moment. So one of the best ways to get over your unhealthy fear is to really notice the difference between when you have instinctual and unhealthy. And if you have a lot of unhealthy fear, you may have some instinctual fear going on, but the unhealthy fear can override and mask that, causing us to be numb to our actual instincts that serve us. The best way to get over unhealthy fear, in my experience, is to tackle one little fear at a time. It could be something really, really simple. Like one of my fears is going and traveling by myself, which I don't know why because I used to travel by myself all the time. But more recently, I think it's been because I've had 10 years with my husband and a family that I get to travel with. I haven't really traveled alone in a really long time. So reminding myself of what I used to do and acting upon that instinct and going and doing that because it's not that big of a deal. I can handle that and every time I do something to handle my small fears, I gain more confidence and I get more in touch with the healthy fear, eradicating the unhealthy fears. So I want to know what fears you may be facing today and what small steps you can take to face your fear and show yourself to exercise and practice with yourself what a healthy perspective is about life. Let me know in the comments below and let me know that you like this video by hitting thumbs up and subscribe if you haven't already for more ways to level up your reality with simplified value adding action. I love you guys and I hope you remember to go out there and be good, be great, but most of all, be grateful. I'm so grateful for you. Ciao.